Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Chassidus in the morning. 15 minutes to change our lives. Basically, we want to discuss something very interesting. Now we're going to go straight into a lesson in Hiran of Hashem. We're going to discuss how Yehuda had the guts, maybe, you know, maybe a little crazy, speak to Yosef and the results. Let's see. Okay. Allah Basak on the Basak. And Yehuda approached him. I say, comes in the Medrash. Um, we say that uh, when Yehuda approaches Yosef, Yosef has one of his brothers, you know, and Yehuda's like and in, in jail, and, and so Yehuda's coming and saying, hey, listen, we need to take the kid home. Well, we can't, this is not happening. So it says Yehuda, when he approaches Yosef, Yosef is the most powerful man in Mitzrayim, basically, on the pyre. And Yehuda says, and Yehuda, it's the, it's the measure says that Yehuda was ready to do everything, even to wage war. Now we're going to discuss, what does it mean? What was he thinking, and how is that even possible? And what, the, what does that lesson mean for us? Why do Yehuda put himself in such a dangerous situation? The Mamshach Kasu, the, the pastor continues, says, why? Ki he says, he says to Yehuda, he says to Yosef, because I am, I am the guarantor of my son, my brother, for the child, the now. <clears throat> so basically what happened was, Yaakov um, didn't want to send any more kids. Basically they said, we can only go back at food. The brothers came back to their father, Yaakov, and said, we can only come back to Mitzrayim if we bring our youngest son and Yehuda's brother. I mean, uh, Yosef's brother. And Yaakov doesn't want to do it. It's a bad idea. And so Yehuda says, I'll take a Christ for this. Sends off. They don't have a choice. And they send him. <clears throat> so now, now they come into this situation and there's a problem here. So why did Yehuda put himself in such a situation? Because he's in charge. Because ultimately, Yosef, then the, the, uh, basically the kid's in jail. And so Yosef, and so Yehuda comes to Yosef and say, hey, this kid has to come out. We can't do this. We're not having. We're not doing it this way. And that's why he was ready to, ready to even to the extent of waging war. Now, Yehuda, how's he going to wage war with Yosef exactly? Yehuda and his brothers are very small amount of people. But Yosef, who has Charlotte, um, Yosef is the ruler of all of Egypt. Yosef has control of all of Egypt. Yehuda and a few of his brothers, they don't stand a chance against Yosef. So what is Yehuda coming to say? I'm, I'm ready to wage war. I'll do whatever it takes. I can go fight you. I'm saying, where's the logic? You're not going to win this war. You have no chance. What's the point? Now you could say, what do you mean? Yehuda was a very strong guy. We know, like it says, Yosef, um, but even, even though Yehuda is very strong, Yosef and his sons are even stronger, like it says in the Medjush. Yehuda, he banged his foot, 
and the whole Mitzrayim shook. Gila Gam Yosef because Yosef also revealed his strength. Acham Yehuda Zegibament Yehuda said this guy is stronger than me. So now, even according to the Medrash, that we see how Yehuda was very strong, but Yosef was even stronger than Yehuda. And Yehuda admits this. So if, if so, why is Yehuda willing to wage war with Yosef? It's, it's a victory. He's not gonna, it's, it's, there's no victory. He's sure not going to win. What's the point? So what's the reason why Yehuda did this? Biglal. Because in front of Yaakov, he said, Ki, He said, I'll take care of, of Binyamin. That's what Yehuda said to Yaakov. And he's, now he's in charge. He has to take care of Binyamin. The fact that he took it on himself to do this, that's enough. Now you could say, what do you mean? But what's the, what, it's not worth it. You're going to die in the process. Let, we have so many good brothers, all good. So one guy will lose. Whatever, it's not the worst thing. is called Yeah. But because it's one yid, it's one Jewish child. We're willing to give up everything. That's the story. This is the, the context of the story. Now they're going to discuss what it does mean for us. So just to clarify the story again, that uh, Yehuda comes and starts to speak to Yosef and says in the Medrash, it says in Razal that Yehuda is willing to do whatever it takes even to wage war. Now, the question is, why would Yehuda try to wage war with Yosef? He's not, he's not going to, he doesn't have a chance of winning that war. Even though you said Yehuda is very strong, in the Medrash, but it says Yosef is even stronger to the extent that Yehuda said, Yosef is stronger than me. So what's Yehuda thinking? So what's this far? Yehuda took charge over, over his Binyamin, and he's like, listen, I'm in charge of Binyamin, I'm going to do whatever it takes. You could say, yeah, what do you mean? But there's so many Jewish kids, the rest of the kids, all everyone's good, just one guy. So one kid, and one kid, class for Shalom to say, but you could say, so one kid in the family is not so, I okay, leave him, okay, okay. so we lose one. Or you could say in a community, you know, this is a very, um, in a community. So, so these kids aren't so good, so kick him out, who cares? Why should the community look bad? The rest of us are good. So who cares about that one kid, two kids, three kids, they can just chuck him. We can let them, whatever happens, doesn't matter, but at least the rest of us are good. So what's, what's the lesson for us? What's the answer to this question? This is the lesson for every parent. Every father and mother, this is the, the accident we've got to realize. Hashem gave us the, the responsibility of every single one of our children. We have to give ourselves over with mysterious nefesh. Totally give ourselves over. Even, even for one child. As I said, that nothing that it shouldn't happen to Jewish child should happen. We have to put ourselves over, and it's and and, and it's not always so easy, you know. So never so watch this movie or do this thing, but we have to give ourselves over. So that doesn't happen. To the, we have to too serious nefesh. By the serious nefesh, alchinul chabani mabani saltars akayid. You think having serious nefesh to raise up a children with a chinuch with an education of. Kedusha and Tara 
on Tarsa Kedesh, meaning, meaning in, in, a, in a pure way, it's a whole different discussion we should have. Magim, um, we can finish off, like it says in the parasha, it became spread out and very, very wealthy and very, very good. Basically, what they were saying is that we have to have Mesut Nefesh for Chinuch Ataras Akedesh, Mesut Nefesh for our children, and should have proper Jewish education, proper healthy education, and whatever it is. It not just it doesn't apply to just education; it applies to anything, anything in our child's life. What's best for them in regards to their connection with Hashem, and we have to do whatever it takes. And sometimes it's hard situations. Sometimes it's, you know, it could be. It's like uh, Rahela said, there was a guy that he came to him and he said his son wants to play baseball and he wants to join a, a, a monotonous league. And he didn't want to. He felt it was not good. And he asked him a few questions about the son's situation. And he said, no, he should. It's better for him to go. And that's considered nefesh because the guy didn't want to do it. And he could have said, no, I would have to stay in the system and I have to keep him in this little box. And he said in the end, this, you know, he came to Erevium Keeper and he told, and the guy called him, the guy said, the guy said, that was the best thing I did for my son. Thank you so much. Because the son now has a new desire to daven and learn. For your child's education and for your child's upbringing, that nothing bad should happen to them. It's, 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 being, it's not that your child couldn't be, become the perfect child the way I think they should be, but the way they should be for themselves. And it's having that commitment. And, 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 it's, and it's not easy. It's not always easy. You know? And every, every child comes with its challenges and when it's things you have to deal with. And if we give ourselves totally over, then we can have, like it says in the parasha, the success and become very successful. And your child will be very happy and successful and wholesome. There's nothing better than a child having a wholesome upbringing and family. He feels loved, he feels cared for. And even when it comes to serious stuff, like Yehuda, this is what we learned from the story of Yehuda. Yehuda is willing to give himself over, even though he, he, he's not going to be successful. He doesn't, doesn't think, there's no practical way that he can be successful, but he gives himself over. You could say it's like in times of Russia, that Chassidim took the kids to underground yeshivas, they could learn, and a lot of the Rabbanim that we have today came and learned in these underground yeshivas. And this is what we're talking about. So this is the first lesson. To Allah, what we're praying about. But yeah, next, next point, we have some time. Let's go to the next point. Okay. Oiz Gimel. Allah, Pasuk, and the Pasuk, Ves Yehuda, Shalach, the game of the is on the Goshna. See, when finally, then in the Pasha, when Yaakov, Finds out the Yosef is still alive, is all excited. He sends Yehuda to build a place to learn Torah before he comes. And Yaakov says the 17 years of his life are the best 17 years. And what happened on his way before he gets there? He sends Yehuda to, to make a, a place, a base measures, place to learn. And it's not a good lesson. It started Rashi, Rashi brings down from the Medrash, Lasakin is live by base Talmud. He, he made a place of learning, and then they could learn they could learn how to, how to keep Torah mitzvahs. When Yaakov, when Hashem commanded Yaakov, Yaakov was worried because of the fun of Yeshiva. He worried to make sure that Yeshiva first. Even Hashem said, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to, I'm going to escort you. We'll be good. I'm going to go down with you, Hashem says, and I'll also come out with you. Nevertheless, he started he prepared, he, he, he organized himself to make Yeshiva for him. 
only then he went to Mitzrayim with with Hashem. Because the Shiva is the foundation of the Jewish people. And, and I think this is a very fundamental point. Yeshiva, the, the purpose of Yeshiva is not to get gather information. It's a very important understanding. The, when when the Friedrich Ebel, when when the when he was when he came to America and those Sidim and the and the and Bachim were running during the Second World War, he always pushed they should they should try to learn. They always constantly have a place to learn. They went to Shanghai and they opened up the Yeshiva branch. And I and I thought about it for a little bit. Like, it's so interesting. It's not like go learn a mesecta. It's it's not like they're trying to cover ground, trying to gain some like a specific amount of knowledge. Hey, I, I learned this amount, that amount. It was that we're learning. We're learning the Torah. We're, we're going the ways of Chassidus, and they learned and, and learned Chassidus. You know, it's not like and I when I was in Yeshiva, it's, it's sort of like this idea that you you think uh, it's like books. Chassidus is like books. You you want to go through the books and finish all these books. But the point was to be learning the Yeshiva is the foundation of Judaism. That's what Judaism is alive today, because of yeshivas. It's not the yeshiva, it's because you learn a lot of Torah, which you do, but meaning quantity. It's about quality. It's about, it's about you'll be learning this idea, and, and you'll learn, you'll spend a year learning one, two ideas, listening to Gemara. And you'll learn in depth, delve it in depth. It's because you're learning Hashem's Torah. And this is sort of the yeshiva we're talking about. We're not talking about just learning yeshiva, so you go, you know, you go to college and you study to be a mathematician. You go to yeshiva to get a Diploma. It's not the it's not the one we're talking about. Shiva is that it's the foundation of Torah and Yiddishkeit, and it's meant to shape the child that goes to the Shiva and meets Hashem in the proper path that he's Hanakha, the way he looks at the world and the way he interacts with the world and the way he lives his life is in a specific special way. And and he's Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem and his Kabbalah so and all these things, all these fundamental things, that's what we're meant to be getting in the Shiva. And that's sort of the idea, and that's what we're saying. That, that, that even Yaakov, even though he's going with Hashem, and Hashem is promising, I'm going to be with you, we're going to take care of it. He still makes Yeshiva. Yeshiva is foundation of everything. It's like I was reading my son a nighttime book yesterday. It's about the, the Gemara. It's actually a very nice book. And it says, and it teaches about like the, the how the Gemara formulated and how Allah comes about and stuff. And one of the things it says over there, when the printing press came, so they started printing like 44 years after the printing press was first established in 1440. Then 14... 84, they started printing Gemara. They got like 16 and then they stopped, weren't able to finish. And it was like a whole big Kiddush. Now you can have so much more printing. And so basically the Christian uh, priests, they understood that learning Gemara is, is what keeps Judaism alive. And 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 so destroying those, and they, it bothered them. So they tried to keep them destroying it. So what are they, what do people, people didn't just learn, they learned the yeshivas. And, and essentially what they were saying is that, that throughout the history, trying to print the Gemara, a lot of struggles, a lot of times the Gemara is being burnt and things like this because of the fact that the Gemara is, is they saw, they recognize the Gemara is, is the source for the continua, continuity of the Jewish people. And that's what they're ever saying. The Yeshivas keep, keeps the Jewish people going. Even though Hashem can be with you, you need Yeshivas. And, and, and so the Yeshiva is not just the idea of Yeshiva. We're going to talk about it. It's also about how we're sending our kids to the Yeshivas. Let's see. Uh, well, yeah, I guess we'll stop here and we'll continue tomorrow. So, Amit Hashem, tomorrow to be continued. Have a great day, and we should we should uh, the 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 lesson we have to think about from today's class in regards to Yehuda, the serious nefesh that he had. 
you know, and Susan could be standing up to the school and saying, hey, why are we teaching these things? This is not a, a proper thing to be taught for the Jewish, um, for the Jewish kids, you know, or, or, or making sure your kid has a proper Jewish education. You know what I mean? And there's so many levels to think about it, but, but it's asking ourselves, are we choosing the way out or having them serious nefesh? Even though it could be something that's not going to be even practically done. I'm still speaking up about it. Anyway, to have an amazing day, everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.